Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week thus far. Recording this one on a Wednesday uh, evening as always. Um, yeah, and we're back with another episode. It goes quick, right? The week, uh, Wednesday to Wednesday, it does go fast. I feel like we just recorded an episode, so um, we're back. We're, we're, we're talking more Jets here on the Game Plan Pod. Um, yeah, you know, it's been sort of quiet, sort of not around the Jets. Um, it, you know, that's kind of how it goes in the offseason, especially the very beginning of the offseason during Pro Bowl week, Senior Bowl week. Um, we will touch on some of the Senior Bowl here and some of the Pro Bowl games as well. Um, but as I said, you know, things go by um, in the blink of an eye. You know, kind of these weeks sort of fly by. Um, and then, you know, the brunt of the offseason starts to hit after you get past free agency, the draft, and things of that nature. So, um, as of right now, just jumping into it, the Jets had um, a few faces at the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl games over the past week, Jermaine Johnson made his first Pro Bowl appearance as a Jet um, in his second year, right? Sauce Gardner's as well, his second Pro Bowl, second All-Pro for him, and then Quinnen Williams as well, um, another Jet at the Pro Bowl. Three defensive players there. Um, for New York, representing the Jets at the Pro Bowl games. Um, Sauce Gardner recording a pick um, at the Pro Bowl, which is always awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty entertaining, uh, the Pro Bowl itself. I thought the games, you know, a little stale. The, every year they kind of don't they don't really seem to innovate it all that much. But, you know, it, it was still fun to watch the Jets and the Jets, uh, Jets players there compete um, in the Pro Bowl there. But overall, um, kind of looking at the Jets as a whole, um, you know, having a couple Pro Bowl players is cool, right? Representing the Jets, all pro, obviously, is also awesome. Um, and you know, it's it's always fun the the individual accolades and stuff like that. Um, and looking, you know, at the other teams, seeing which players made it from from another from other, some other squads. So, um, you know, the Jets are Jets are representing their own, which is always cool. Um, in terms of you know the Senior Bowl, jumping across to that. Um, that finished up over the past weekend. Jeff Ulbrich, um, was the coach of the national team and, uh, that team actually won. I believe it was 13 to seven was the final score. So Ulbrich, who by many accounts actually coached a kind of an underwhelming team, a, a lesser, uh, talented team on the national team. So, um, an undermanned team to say the least. So, um, you know, shout out to Albrecht, shout out to that staff there who seemed to really get it. Um, the Jets, you know, when they coached the Senior Bowl a couple of years ago, I remember uh, they were coaching against Dan Campbell and the Lions staff. Um, and it was kind of interesting because you always heard that week that the Jets practiced better than the Lions. They um, they competed and they had more of a plan than the Lions, right? It, it was just interesting to hear that um, from an outside perspective. And, you know, Albrecht... Um, coaching the Senior Bowl this year, it kind of seemed the same, right? I mean, it seemed like Albrecht really connected with these players, really connected with, um, you know, these younger players, juniors and seniors in college. Um, and you like to hear that, right? You like to hear the development of guys um, on a lower level, um, you know, kind of the Jets assistants, you know, coaching at the Senior Bowl, you know, uh, enjoying the time they have with these players and developing them. Um, and who knows? I mean, the Jets you know, historically over the past couple of years have picked players from the senior bowl under Joe Douglas's, you know, tenure here, Max Mitchell. Uh, I believe Jermaine Johnson was at the senior bowl as well. Um, there were players that the jets picked that were in the senior bowl. Um, and you know, it's pretty, I think it's, you know, indicative of 
kind of the coaching and the just being able to go up front and center with these players and being able to coach them up uh, right in front of their eyes. I think that's an important thing, right, um, in terms of uh, getting familiar and kind of getting to know these guys. So it's always fun uh, to kind of follow along, especially when you're you're the coach of the Senior Bowl. Uh, it's got to be a pretty fun experience for Albrecht. It's got to be a pretty fun experience for the staff, um, kind of just to get an up-close-and-personal look, as I said, to these uh, to these prospects. So hopefully we see some of them in green, uh, especially some of those O-linemen there um, in the future. Speaking of O-linemen, I did want to jump into just some free agency preview on the offensive line side. Kind of looking at PFF's top-ranked offensive linemen that are set to hit free agency. A few names that I actually answered on my story. I asked a couple questions earlier today um, just to get a feel for where the fan base is at with a couple draft-related things. Um, backup quarterback, things of that nature. One of the questions here was, um, out of all the free agents, realistic, who do you think should be number one priority? Um, I dialed that one down to offensive line, and I think the Jets will make offensive line their number one priority, which they definitely should. Um, you know, I feel like the Jets are in a spot where they need to prioritize offensive tackle, offensive guard, um, get guys in the line who are going to be bruisers, right? Who are going to play all 17 games, who are going to be, you know, titanium right on the interior exterior uh, of the offensive line and a few names here Tyron Smith obviously from the Cowboys um, has missed some time here and there getting older Um, not quite Dwayne Brown but getting into that territory of can you rely on him for a full 17 game season at this point with Tyron Smith probably not Um, Trent Brown from New England another guy who does play games uh, but a little on the older side Uh, Kevin Dotson from Pittsburgh Mike Anwino uh, or Anwanu, I can't really pronounce his name uh, quite fully, but from the Patriots, um, did they franchise tag him? Who knows if he gets free there? Uh, Robert Hunt from Miami had a pretty solid year. Uh, I could see Miami looking to re-sign him. Uh, Kevin Seitler from Baltimore, another guy at guard who the Jets should definitely target. I, I think they will be in the veteran guard market early and then look to draft a tackle. Um, that's my guess, and I think that's a lot of other Jets fans' guess at this point. Um, Connor Williams from Miami, the center, um, could play guard, versatile guy. I think you have to look at the versatility of some of these guys. Joe Douglas likes himself a versatile lineman, um, a versatile player, honestly, to say, you know, in general. But uh, definitely on the offensive line, he's going to look for a versatile guy who can really play both both positions there. So, um Andre James from Las Vegas. Makai Becton, obviously, is number nine. And then Jonah Williams here comes in at number 10 um, from Cincinnati. So just going to name 10 there out of those names. Who seems kind of the most intriguing? Um, I think Mike Wanu from, you know, New England is definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Robert Hunt, I'm definitely interested in as well. Um, if you kind of go that older tackle kind of market, Tyron Smith is maybe someone to look at. I just don't know, you know. How reliable is a guy like Tyron Smith going to be um, in week 14 when you're trying to make a playoff push and he's dealing with like a lower back or, you know, something like that it is, you know, is he going to be a guy you could rely on for a full 17? You know, that's yet to be seen, obviously, uh, in his 30s. But um, who knows? I mean, the Jets may look to um, kind of go that route and then maybe draft the tackle. Who knows, right? To kind of uh, shadow under Smith. Um, there could be a couple different routes they can go, right? I mean, it's not, um, you know, it's not set in stone. They don't have to, you know, sign sign a tackle in free agency. They don't have to sign a guard. They could draft um, one of those two and then sign the other in free agency, right? But you have to go into free agency with a plan on the offensive line. You're rebuilding it, right? I mean, you have a couple pieces here and there. 
Uh, and we're going to touch on this so many more weeks leading into March, um, leading into free agency. But you have starting at center, right? I mean, you have Joe Tittman, who should stay at center. I've seen some talk um, around should he go to guard? You know, should he transition between center to guard throughout the season? I would just stay him at, you know, stick him at center. I think it's the most important position on the offensive line. Um, aside from left tackle, possibly, if you have a right-handed quarterback. But at this point, I think you have to kind of try to stay put with some of these players. But you, can't, you can't keep moving them around, right? I know Tippmann did play some guard this year with some injury um, concerns on the offensive line. But at this point, I think you have to keep him at center. You go into the season knowing who your center is going to be. Then you plan to have a backup to him. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, I think you just stick him, you know, right at left guard. Honestly, left or right guard, and you you play out the season. I think you have one of those guard spots solidified. Um, left guard, Lakin Tomlinson, unless he gets cut for a cap casualty, I think he's going to be there at left guard for the Jets, so that would stick Vera Tucker at right guard. Um, and then it's really just your two tackle spots, right? It's your two tackle spots you need an answer at. You know, do you consider a guy like Carter Warren, right, at one of those tackle spots coming off um, a decent rookie year. You know, many fans thought he was going to redshirt, honestly, in his first year with the Jets, but it ended up being a pretty productive year for Warren. I mean, he kind of got thrown into the fire after injuries on the offensive line, and I thought he played pretty solid um, for the majority of the year. So do you try to develop a guy like that in training camp, in minicamp, um, and try to get him a starting slot there or – you opt for two brand new starting tackles, which is probably more likely at this point. Um, draft and sign one in free agency. I don't hate it. Uh, you just really have to have that line healthy in you know, training camp um, in OTAs just so you can get some uh, some experience there. And I'm sure Rogers, Aaron Rodgers is going to have his input on the offensive line. I'm sure he's going to have his input on guys he would like to bring in. Um, there was talk last year during free agency was Rogers trying to bring over um, a few players on the offensive line that he has familiarity with. Um, you know, did he want to play with the rookie center and Joe Tittman? Was that one of the reasons why he didn't start right away? There's a few things, right? I mean, there's a few things that go into it, but I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories here in terms of the offensive line from last year. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just really touching on the future and what's to come with the Jets offensive line and wh- where we should look, right, primarily for a replacement. Um I'm looking for agency first to tackle and then the draft. So um, at this point, there are going to be a few options that the Jets can consider moving forward, and we will touch more on those um, next week and the weeks leading up to March. I'm not even too sure what day free agency lands on this year. Um, but whatever it is, we will follow it up to the minute. Um, you know, free agency tracker in our minds and things of that nature and, uh, you know, get ready for uh, another wild run. Uh, free agency is always wild, even though, the you know, the names may not be out there. Um, you know, there, there are still, uh, there's still players that are going to be, um, you know, sought after, especially in free agency overpay hits hard, uh, at 4 PM on March 13th, actually, I just looked it up there. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one this year for sure. So with that said, um, I think I'm going to end the episode here. Not too, too, too much to touch on, um, as we enter, uh, a little bit of a dead period until free agency, after free agency, until the draft, and then after the draft, it really dies down for a bit. But, um, yeah, we're here. We, we are always here on a Wednesday, so tune in every week. I appreciate all the support. Um, and a special birthday shout-out today to Justin Hardy, um, who turned 30 years old. So the best special teamer in the league gets his flowers, gets his shout-out this week um, from NYJGP um, and the rest of the Jet community. So I appreciate you guys a lot. 
Um, I will see you guys next week for another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Make sure to follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan. And I will see you guys next week for another episode and more content of the Game Plan Pod.